Welcome to Unpaused Life, the podcast about hitting play on the pause button and taking a leap out of our comfort zone. I'm Jen Payne. And I'm Stacey Rourke. And we're your hosts for this episode. Yes, we are. So normally our intent is to bring these episodes and bring laughter and levity into every episode that we do. And our ideas are to go out and try things that we have never tried before and never done before. This episode is going to be a little different. Yes, it is. Uh, we will try to make you laugh, but what we're the subject that we're talking about today is something that is happening every single day. It seems to be happening more and more. So this one's going to be a little more serious for us, and this one is um, greatly affecting me, my my lovely co-host and one of my besties here. So we ask you to be patient with us and to listen. This is something that I think everybody can learn from. And I know that you in particular are not the only person that's going through this right now. So hopefully if we can help people with this episode, we are going to do our best to help. So I'm going to let you take it away. Um, Well, in our opening there, and I'm going to tell everybody right now, there's going to be tears in this one already starting. Um, we say in our opening that you sometimes you have to take a leap out of your comfort zone. And sometimes that leap is not by choice. Correct. Sometimes you're just pushed off the ledge. Yes. Um, I was notified by my husband of 23 years that our marriage is over and we are getting a divorce. Um, I'm not going to go into the details of our situation because honestly, that, that doesn't even matter at this point, but and everybody's situation, everybody's is situation different. is different, but, um, I was completely blindsided by this. I did not see it coming. Uh, I was at an event. I, I, we've talked about Dragon Con here. Yes. And I was at Dragon Con just, I don't even know how long ago anymore. Time has no meaning for me at this point, but, uh. And while I was there, I was on one of those, the Outlander panel, and I compared my marriage to the relationship between Jamie and Claire because they were everything to each other. So that's, that's where I was in my marriage. I thought he was my forever. And, um, well, you had even told me we had a conversation and you had even told me that the day before you were even driving home thinking, wow, I'm so blessed. My life is so great. I'm happy. I have a great marriage. I have great kids. What what more could I ask for? Yeah. And then this bomb hit. Um, and he's he just does not want to go forward in the relationship anymore, which you, 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 that's not really something that it, <laughs> can't, can't force him here. So we are going through a divorce. The process has started. But my my reason for wanting to do this episode is because I know there's a lot of women, especially right now, long relationships that are coming to an end. We're hearing it more and more every day. And even as we're, we're even as you're going through this process, it seems to be 
somebody that you'll meet or somebody that you'll talk to said, oh my God, I'm the same thing happened to my friend or the same thing, you know, I know somebody that this has happened to. And these we're not talking. And I mean, it happens at any stage in marriage, but we're talking 23 years. Yes. We're talking to people that it has happened after 30 years. Yes. So this is a subject that, you know, when you, this is what we talk about. You, like you give yourself to, your marriage and to your kids and to your career and you lose yourself. Like this was your, as you said to me, this was your forever. Mm-hmm. You didn't see any, anything past no doing this. No. And like, I, I saw my future. I saw what my future looked like and, and now that's, that's gone and that's been taken away. And um, just so our listeners know, this has been about a month and a half that this has been going on. So I'm still very much neck deep in this whole thing. Um, we are still living under the same roof at this time. Which can't be easy for anybody. It's not. It's not. Um, we have got past, there There was a very toxic portion for a while. We, knock on wood, have gotten past that part. We're, we're doing our best to coexist. Um it will be easier when we're no longer having to see each other every day. But I think the healing can start to happen a little bit more at that point um, because it's very hard when you've been with somebody that that long to see them every day and know that of this isn't somebody you can reach out to anymore. This isn't. Well, and it's just, it's kind of a knee jerk reaction Yes, that you just, something will happen and you go, Oh, I want to call this person yes. or something will happen and you just that's the person that you think about because that's been your constant for so long exactly like you have you have your friends but that is the person that you always think and and especially since it it hits you by surprise like you didn't there was no lead up to it there was nothing that was a clue to yeah that this was coming right um, so yes that it's that's been very hard um and then when we do have normal moments where maybe we laugh together, maybe we joke together, and there's that little part of my brain that is like, maybe there's still hope. And I know there's not. I know it's gone, but it, that's still there because of course it that is. was my person for so long. So I think it will be better. Healing can start happening once we're no longer living together. And uh, that, that day will come. Everybody's healing process is different. The one yes. thing that's so hard is for, you know, and you know, I'm your biggest, one of your biggest cheerleaders. Yes. And when people go, oh, it, it'll, it'll get easier. It'll get easier. Everybody's process is completely different. Everybody's situation is completely different. Yes. Um, so it gets easier for you when it gets easier. And that's the one thing that I, I keep saying to you, when you want to cry, cry. Yep. It don't try and suck it up, feel your feelings because this is your journey and what you're going through. And if anybody that's listening is going through the same journey, has gone through the same journey, reach out because your advice can help. Yes. As well. Yes. And, and you, I know that you're not the only one alone no, no. in this. There's so many people. And again, it is not, I don't ever want us to feel like we're like, leaning one way or the other. This happens to men as well. When their wives come home, you hear stories about the wives that just walk away from their children. Like it's hitting people out of left field from all sides. So it's kind of like a community type thing. It's a, 
I mean, I hate to say the word community because this is tragic. It, it is like a death that's happening. It is. And, and that's another thing that makes it very hard about still living with them is you're grieving the death of that relationship, but the person is still there. And that's, that's very difficult. That's right. Very you have difficult. to see him different. I can't look at him the same anymore. I can't let myself do that. There has to be um, a very definite wall there. Um, and so some things that I've learned going through this, um, and I'm going to keep learning every day. Every day is a new experience. Um, the, but if you're going through this, I want, I want you to hear what I'm going through. So maybe you can relate and you can, you can understand that all of this process is, it's normal. It's natural. That's our, our feelings, our emotions just ebb and flow all the time. And you're going to have moments that you're feeling better. Right. You're going to have moments that you can breathe. You can, you're going to have moments that you're not crying about this and you're going to be like, okay, I'm going to be okay. And you have that moment. And then the moment can pass just as quickly. And you're right back there to um, being overwhelmed um, I've, I've seen those moments happen with you and I've seen that you will be laughing about something and then you're dancing around. We actually went out and had lunch yes, um, with your daughter and it was just one of those moments that was kind of like you could breathe. It was a joyous moment. You were dancing on the sidewalk, even gave like those two guys in the <laughs> a little show, <laughs> made their day. Um, but then in the next breath, the reality comes crashing down. Exactly. And you. you feel like smothered by it again. And I, um, I have been having panic attacks. That's something I've been dealing with. Um, I have anxiety going forward. I think I've mentioned it before on here, but I do have that. So the panic attacks have happened. Um, I've had days where it was just like a constant pain and pressure on my chest. Mm-hmm. Um, you started to have one today. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's just going to happen. If you're going through something like this, the first thing is you have to let yourself feel it. You have to. We're going to talk about uh, another event that we did, but we talked to a wonderful young uh, young woman. <laughs> we both thought she was in her twenties or thirties, and mm-hmm. she's <laughs> she's my age. But she uh, made a said a beautiful thing that our emotions are like children, to where they refuse to be ignored, and you can't tell them. You know, they don't like being told no. Right. You can't deny them. So you have to allow yourself to feel your feelings and maybe channel them in a a more, I, I want to say more productive, but it's not really, you just you let yourself feel what you're feeling. Absolutely. Uh, if, you, if you have to cry today, you have to cry today. If you, if you need to just hug it out with somebody, just hug it out. If you need to, like me, get on your Peloton for an hour and ride until you're covered in sweat and exhausted, do what you have to do. Allow yourself those moments because you have to find peace for yourself in any way that you possibly can. Well, and and please know that you're not alone Yeah, in in this journey that you may be going through. And whether it's depression or divorce or whatever, you're not alone in this world. There are people to reach out to. There are people you can reach out to us. Um, 
you know, we'll make you laugh for sure. <laughs> but there are there's support groups out there that you can reach out to that you are not alone. Please, please, please do not suffer alone. Yes. I cannot stress that enough because I am a person who suffers alone. And that's really, really hard for me to let other people see that. And yeah. that can that can be dangerous. It can at be times very dangerous. When you don't reach out for that help. I personally just don't like to bother people with stuff that's going on. You've actually even said to me, even through all this, you're so selfless because you looked at me one day and you were like, really, if you have stuff going on and you need to talk, you can call me. Yes. Yeah. Um but you know, I won't <laughs> I know <laughs> because but- this is, this is what you're, you know, you're going through this process right now. But I guess my point is, is that I tend to shut the world out yeah. when I'm going through something like this. So I applaud you for letting our listeners know that this is what's happening in your life and that people out there were, we're not alone. Everybody's going through something. Yes please reach out. Surround yourself with a support system, be it friends, family, um, you know, your, your local church or a walking club, whatever, whoever your people are. Right. Um, Surround yourself with that support system and don't be afraid to lean on them. I mean, we were at Dunkin' Donuts today and I had to look at my kids and say, I need a hug. I need a hug from both of you right now. And, um, my kids have been amazing through this. They, uh, I, I have told both of them repeatedly, I'm really sorry about the future. They are no longer allowed to move out. They are no longer allowed <laughs> to leave my side ever. Now you just have to be with me for the rest of your life. Sorry about that. Just um, wait. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I don't mean that. They're, they are allowed to go leave their It's just where I'm at right now where um, – I'm losing something important to me, but my kids are my everything. So I just want to cling to them. Um, then they'll have to put you on that show about the overbearing mothers. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> that, for sure. The husbands have to move in with the kids. And- <laughs> <laughs> um, but like the other night, my kids are so cool. They, the, that, five, yeah, they are absolutely. Uh, the uh, new five nights at Freddy's movie came out on Peacock and my kids are huge fans of the the video games. So they, they wanted to watch it and they both asked if they could have a sleepover in my room with Aww. me. So we had me and my 15 year old and my 17 year old and our, our pound puppy Athena and our cat Bowie all in one bed together, which there was probably a time in my life before all this that I would have been like, yikes, that's claustrophobic. <laughs> but in that moment, I felt so like it was just a snuggle puggle puddle and I needed it. Right, I right. needed it. And so that I was very grateful for that, but yes, surround yourself with uh, a support system and take each day as it comes, take each moment as it comes. It, it's going to change from minute to minute. I have started therapy. Um, unfortunately I've only been able to go once I'm having to start a full-time job um, to make sure that my girls and I are taken care of when he goes to his own home. Not saying he's not going to take care of us, but he's going to have his home. We're going to have ours. So, Which that brings up something else too, because in situations like these, it's typically 
I, well, I don't know the statistics behind this, but usually it's the women that are staying home or doing, making less income because, you know, the husbands go out and they are working. Yes. Um, so they sacrifice. In my personal situation, we moved a lot. So I just ended up staying home with the kids. Well, we had as my youngest son was very sick when he was younger and they told me I needed to stay home with him. Okay. So that just kind of spiraled into a lot of stuff. But what I was saying is sometimes like you are an award-winning author, but now you're being faced with a situation where you need to figure out a way to fully provide yes. for you and your children. So what I want people to know, because I was in a situation where we needed an extra income and then the pandemic hit and you were able to go out and find a job. Yes. And you're doing what you need to do to take care of your children. There, If this is happening to you, Please do not lose hope because yes. there is a way out. There is a way around it. And granted, the job that you got, not your dream job by no. any means, but it is an end to a means. It's going to feed your children. It's going to help pay the bills. It's going to keep you in your house so yes. your kids can stay in their school. So there is a light at the end of the tunnel. If you are a stay-at-home mom, not ideal, but there are options out there. There are programs out there. There's, you know, there is a way to make it happen. It's yeah. not the end. And, and I keep saying this, eventually you will be okay. Yes. Eventually. Yeah. It, I mean, I, I can't imagine how it truly feels now, but it, it'll be okay. It will. Um, and I was very fortunate that a friend of mine was able to get me in with the company that he did. He pulled a lot of strings for me, which I appreciate. Um, and I'm not going to stop writing. I'm going to no. continue to write. I'm going to continue to do this podcast. I'm going to continue to do, you know, record audiobooks because those are the things that I love. That's my passion. That's what I want my future to look like is to involve those things. Um, but I have to provide for my kids. I need a stable Correct. income. And those things at this point in my life are not providing a stable income. So this will do that to allow me to continue to do the other things that I want to do. So I was fortunate enough to line that up. Tomorrow is my first day. Yay! Went out and got some new clothes and everything all ready to go. But it's it's still a lot. And there's, you know, the part of me that is scared about how I'm going to juggle. Of course. Everything. But um, my mom said to me today, you know, I told her I'm panicking about the future because right now I don't know what it looks like. And I'm a Virgo and we like to have a plan in order. Mm. We like to have plans. And what she said to me is the future's not here yet. Today is. So don't think about that right now. Just take every moment as it comes. Smart woman. She is. She is. So that's what I'm doing right now. I'm taking every moment as it comes. And if I need to cry, I'm going to cry. And absolutely, if I have to text everyone that I love and just get, you know, hey, this is what I'm feeling in this moment and have everybody basically tell me the same thing, <laughs> but hear it from so many sources that it it helps. Um, and you, you need to keep hearing it. You just yeah. because like I tell you something once or your mom tells you something once. It feels good in the moment, but you need people to, to keep like, yes, 
pushing you up and, and reminding you that there is hope yes out there and i told you a story the other day that when i was younger my mother was in a situation where we needed to she needed to move and i was telling you the story and before I, we got to the ending of it. And it was the same thing. Imagine she was scared. She didn't know she had three kids. She didn't know what the future looked like then. And we moved into this two-bedroom house, four of us. And she slept on a pull-out couch for two years. My sister had a bedroom. My brother had a bedroom. He was the only boy. My sister was a, a high schooler. Um, and I slept on the floor at the end of the pull-out couch for two years. And it, it you were like, I'm so sorry. And I said, no, don't be sorry. Because that those were the best couple years for us. We laughed and we were a family. I mean, it didn't matter what size house we were in. It didn't matter that she and I didn't have bedrooms. It didn't matter that all four of us were sharing one bathroom. We were a family and yes. we were at peace and we laughed. I remember us laughing all the time. So that through her, what she was going through, we all came out stronger from that. So there is, it seems dark at the time, but there is a way out. Yeah. Right. Yes. And I've, I've also found with my kids, you know, I'm leaning on them. They're leaning on me and they're my priority in this. Taking care of them is completely my priority. And I have to say that, yes, I have my breakdown moments. But when I see my kids having a breakdown moment, there's a shift. And then it becomes not about me. It becomes about them. Right, right. Um, And that happened, that happened last night where, you know, Ellie was having a moment and it became about her then. So, you know, it's just taking care of each other and making sure that those girls, I mean, this is her senior year of high school and I, right. I I still want it to be a joyful time for her, but it's very hard. You know, I have both my kids in therapy now and um, thankfully their school has been great about putting them in touch with counselors there. So again, if you're going through something like this and you do have children, please reach out to your school. They do have resources in hand that they can help with. And they care. And they they care. care. Um, They, the girls know if they're having a bad moment, they can go down to the counselor. And at the same time, the counselors occasionally call them down just to check in on them. So please, if you're going through something like this, utilize the resources at your school. That is what they are there for. They want the best for your kids, just like you do. Um, So really try that out. Um, I did find, if you find yourself in a situation, and I'm going to, I'm going to play this. I found a TikTok that has become on my moments when I think I just can't do this, that I, I can't, I can't handle this. Um, I found this TikTok and the sound of it has kind of become my mantra in my moments where I think I can't go on. So this is the audio that has really been getting me through a lot of my really down moments. Let them go. Seriously, let them go. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. 
moment that you know it's time to let someone go is when keeping them in your life is ruining your peace. You're already past that point. You haven't had peace for a while now. You've been sacrificing your peace to keep them. And it's time to stop. Your peace is more important than their presence. Wait for the person that adds to your peace, not takes it. And this person is not it. So let them go. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. powerful. <laughs> so that's that's been... And my daughter, I, my oldest daughter, I played that for her. And when I have those really bad moments, she makes me repeat that. Aw. They're so, so amazing. They are. They're my girls, and I love them, and they're my everything. So, um, yeah, by all means, find that audio. Or just take that little sound snippet there and... Find you, what works for you. Yes. Um the I know. one I sent you is a little different. <laughs> Which one? You send me a lot. I love them. You send me a lot. I love it. And here's, okay, we're going to stop here for just one second because I have to say, I've, I've told you through this that you've been my beautiful blonde angel. Aww. But I need you to know how important what you've been doing has See, been for me. We're just a bunch of crying idiots now. <laughs> because there have been days where I haven't wanted to get out of bed. There's been days that I just wanted to roll over and just cry all day. And you've made me get up and go and do. And even if it's just walking, even if we're just going to lunch, you've made me keep moving. And I appreciate that. And I love you for it so much. So even when I tell you, like, <laughs> I didn't sleep last night, I'm still going to show up. <laughs> because... Yeah. You're propping me up right now, and I appreciate that, and I love you for it. Twat just made me cry. (laughs) (laughs) Now both of us are here. If I'm going down, I'm taking you with me. (laughs) Well, I love you, and that's what I'm here for. Continue to do it. Continue to make me do it. I told you what day, that day we were talking on the phone and you were crying. I said, bitch, if I have to get under that stripper pole and put your ass all the way up the top, that's what I'm going to do. Yes. That's what we're here for, for each other. We're going to prop each other up. And I've needed it. And I will be very honest and say I have not had one day since this started that I just curled up and cried all day. And you know what? Even if I did, there'd be nothing wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. But I have made myself get up every day so far. That doesn't mean that the day that papers are filed, I won't just crumble. But I haven't yet. And again, you're allowed to feel all your feelings. My place for you is to keep you going. And I, I need that. And like you said, we had an activity and you sent me a text and said I hadn't been to sleep yet. And I was like, all right, I'll see you at nine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're going to be tired, but you're going to do it. I said, at least it'll be relaxing. Yes. This is what I said to you because, you know, I'm so blessed that you're in my life and this journey that we're going on together. And I've told you before that through all of this, something so much bigger is going to come out of it. And yep. I hate that it's causing pain for it to happen. 
but life keeps going on, even though you may have a day or those of you listening may have a day where you just want to get into your bed and pull the covers up. Listen, I'm the first one to admit I have days like that, right? I'm not even going through anything close to what you're going through, but I do have days where I just don't want to get off the couch. Mm -hmm. I don't want to shower. I just need to be still. Yeah. For that day. So mm-hmm. you, we all as humans need that break. Yes. In that day. So feel what you're going to feel. I might be the crazy person dancing around you <laughs> while you're feeling it. Um, and to anybody out there, I pray that you have a friend that you can, you know, that you can lean on like that. If not, there are, like we keep saying, reach out. There are so many people in the same situation that are going through this and their reasoning for this happening to them is different across the board. And the one thing I cannot stress enough is, you know, the reason people get divorced is they grow apart and fidelity um, finances. There's, there's all a million these different, different there's reasons. A million different reasons why people find to do the one that I want to stress enough is if you are in a situation in a domestic yes problem, if there is abuse, please reach out and get help. Yeah, absolutely. There are agencies. There's numbers. Please reach out and get help. Absolutely. Don't don't stay stuck. No, it's it's not worth your life. It's not if it if it's gotten to that point once, it will get to that point again. Get out, get help. Right. Absolutely. Um, I will say another resource that I found is there are through social media there are different divorce groups, and um, I found one in particular that's it's for women over 40 that are going through a divorce. And I, for the first time ever posted about my, my story in there anonymously. That's you can post anonymously, which is great. Um, and the number of women that have come out and said that my story is similar to theirs. I mean, we're talking 20 years, 20, 33, 27, very long relationships that are ending at this time. And I'm not really sure what's what's in the air right now that this is happening. Hugh Jackman and his wife just broke up and they were married for like 27 years. Right? Yeah. Um, but some of the things that they have said, um, this one, first, first off, look in the mirror. That woman looking back at you is beautiful, powerful, strong, worthy of love honesty and kindness. So, you know, things like that, that these women are saying to somebody that they don't even know. And, you know, honest advice that they are offering. Uh, Number one, don't overthink it. Small steps first, then bigger. Number two, you acquire legal counsel, get, get, get what you deserve. Number three, focus on healing for you and your kids. Number four, and this one is so important, remain patient with yourself. So is it really more important than getting counsel? (laughs) I'm asking for a friend. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I feel you have to tell that story because that was really funny. Um, You know, I, 
him and I have both sought legal counsel. That is, that's been, that's already done. But we talked to a woman um, with the, the agency that I talked to. And this woman, in a minute, I'll go into how angels have been with me through this entire time. But she was an angel put into that moment for me. And the things that she was saying to me in there and the one that she kept saying over and over to me was, give it two years. You will be in a completely different place than you are right now. And you're going to find that you're better off. Right. She said, just give it two years, two years. She says, and that's being generous. You're going to find that you're better off. Mm -hmm. So, you know, she's a professional. She's a professional. Um, Look for angels in these situations. Now, before I go into my angel thing, I need you to tell the story of how you made it sound like you were being a covert person calling um, for me. Oh, calling her? I'm I'm calling for a friend. Oh. (laughs) So I was just trying to help um, find somebody just to talk to, right? Because this is all brand new. Like you said, you didn't see it coming. It wasn't like you thought, oh gosh, this is happening. Maybe I should go find out where I stand legally, what I need to do. So I was trying to help you find somebody. And I did find this number and I called and she answered the phone and I said, hi, my name's Jen. I said, she said, what can I help you with? I said, well, I'm calling for a friend. (laughs) And she said, is your friend there with you? Because it was one of those like, sure. You're <laughs> yeah, you're calling, calling for, for your a friend. friend. Bunny ears, bunny ears. <laughs> <laughs> but she was wonderful and it did work out. Yes. She was she was great. You got you did get some answers that you needed to get answered. I did. So I that's got some, and it's a long process and it's not a cheap process. No. Um but I know there's a lot of people that they look at the cost of divorce and they look at the cost of hiring legal counsel and they're like oh i just don't want to do that we'll just go file the papers ourselves which is an option you know do do what's best for you however again what's best for you um through the court system they're going to make sure that everything is divided fair and right legally and get it in writing so that everything is everybody's covered in this it's just better, and this is only, this is my opinion, like Stacey said, if you, and all circumstances are different, do you own property, do you have children, like finances, however they are, it's it's different in every situation, um, but in your particular situation, you just want to know legally, you want to yeah. know by the law what rights you have. And again, we keep saying this is not a male or female thing. It no, can go it both can go ways. either way. There's men that get left just as often as women get left. But this is why, you know, attorneys go to school for a million years yes. and they live their life in debt from all of that. So, you know, just to get professional advice, you, there's a lot of places here. Again, we live in Orlando. So there's a lot of places that will do free consultations that you can just get some advice to know. And then, then you decide from there what is best yes. for you. So I found this in, in, interesting. Oh, I can't do words today either. <laughs> the average age of people who divorced in 2022 was 46 for men and 44 for women. Really? Yes. Wow. I thought that was interesting. 
wow, we, uh, it says 42% of people between the ages of 45 and 54. Holy shit. That's a high number. That is a very high number. Yeah, that's a really high number. So I was just trying to look up. Um, I had no idea. And 69% of divorces are initiated by women. Really? Yes, yeah, 69%. Ladies out there doing it for themselves, I guess. Well, so let me, this, this will make sense. It's women often carry more of the mental load in a relationship and also take on a primary caregiver role for children. The added burden they face, especially when they feel their support system is lacking, could help explain why they are more likely to initiate divorce. Okay. Because again, like we talked about before, I could be wrong and y'all can write in and tell me if I'm wrong, but the way I perceive it is the majority of marriages the man does is the major breadwinner in the family. Men still make more than women. That's that just is, a that statistical truth. But I think that, again, just my opinion, that if it is truly the man, and let's face it, every single movie you see, every book, is, it is always the man that's going out doing whatever they're doing. That the women just get tired and say, that's it, I'm filing. Because why would they file if they can keep getting away with what they're getting away with? Yeah. So yeah. that this number to me makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But that also makes me wonder, like, the difference between initiating divorce or saying you want a divorce. Because, like, in my situation... Granted, he said he wanted the divorce first. I likely will be the one to file the papers first. Right. So by that statistic, it would look like okay. I initiated the divorce, but I didn't. Maybe that's the statistic is that it's based on women who actually went ahead and filed the, yeah. the paperwork. It could be. I don't know. I don't know. Again, let us know if you... Yeah. So I have also... This the source is the National Library of Medicine. These are percentages. Okay. Um, lack of commitment, seventy five percent. And when they say lack of commitment, they mean of working at the marriage, like actually committing to your other partner. This is not infidelity. This is the commitment to do what needs to be done. Yeah. To work on the marriage. Mm -hmm. So that number to me is high because yeah. I would think if you are getting married, you're committed but i guess some people just go on a whim and get married Britney yeah. Spears. <laughs> <laughs> yes i mean infidelity 60 percent uh too much conflict or arguing is 58 percent getting married too young is 45 percent financial problems is 37 i feel like that's a little low yeah um substance abuse is 35 Domestic violence is 24, which Oof. that should be zero. Yes. Um, lack of support from family, 18%. That That's a big one. Yeah. Because lack of support, meaning in-laws that can't stand the other spouse, they make it really hard on a marriage if you don't have support from both sides. Health problems, that's just sad. Because don't the vow say till death do yes. us part? So yeah. come on, people. That's 17%. Religious differences, 13%. Which seems you should discuss that before you get married. Correct. Uh, little or no premarital education is 
Well, they didn't know what marriage was before they... I mean, I think because a lot of like... In certain religions, you have to go through like marriage yeah. classes and did stuff. Did you have to? I did. I did not. Yeah. We got married at a um, Methodist church, United Methodist Church in Michigan, and we had to do premarital counseling. Yeah. I, d- I think it's it's good for everybody. We did not have to do it, but I know that there's a lot of places that will force you. We live in an, a society today that... Like you and I could run to Vegas and grab a marriage license and be married tomorrow. Yeah. Like no counseling, nothing. Do you, I don't know if you remember, cause I'm, I'm 10 years older than you are. Um, there used to be to get married. It was in during the AIDS pandemic that you had to be tested for AIDS. Really? You got married. Yes, ma'am. You had Do to not get a blood test. Wow. Yes. Before they would issue you a marriage license. What happened if you tested positive? Did they not let you get married? I don't really know the answer to that. If anybody hmm. knows, they could tell us. But but I, I do remember that was a huge thing. Wow. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. As and if I, dealing with that isn't horrific enough. Um, so take a guess. What state has the highest divorce rate? What state? Yes. California. N- nope. What is it? No surprise that United States has the highest divorce rate. This does not surprise me at all. Than most parts of the world. Um, Nevada. Okay. Yes. Las Vegas. Duh. <laughs> How did I not say that? Yeah. It has the highest. I judge myself horribly for not saying that. And the state with the lowest. It's, I don't think it's who you think it would be. State with the lowest. Um, Nebraska. Massachusetts. Okay. Just okay. one out of per uh, every thousand marriages end up in divorce in Massachusetts. Wow. Go Massachusetts. Okay. It says the one reason for that is the residents tend to marry at an older age. Okay. Which reduces the risk because they've already like lived, lived their, their lives and, and did that. Know what they want. Yep. Um, well, We've already done that. We've already done that percentage, so we don't need to tell that. That's the domestic abuse, which I think is way too high. It should be zero. Yes. And it says in, the, in average, the length, the average length of a marriage prior to divorce is eight years. Oh, well, I. So you blew past that. I blew past that a couple times. <laughs> and then this is, this is all by Forbes. I found this. They do a divorce rate by um, your job. Okay. Which this does some of this, these don't surprise me. Uh, a gaming manager. So again, Nevada is 52.9%. <laughs> okay. A bartender. Mm. Again, no surprise, 52.7%. A flight attendant. <laughs> the divorce rate is 50.5%. And that does not surprise me. You've met some. <laughs> um, A lot. Yeah, a lot. It doesn't surprise me only because... It's a profession, I think, much like actors. Like, yeah. you have to know somebody in that's doing that job to understand because it's it's a huge misunderstanding that that we go on these trips and we're out partying all night. Girl, let me tell you, we're tired. Yeah. Like, if I work three or four legs in a day or I'm flying across the country to the West Coast, I'm tired. Like, I barely want to go downstairs and get food, let yeah. alone... And and I do, we, we know, cause I talk about this all the time. I go out and do activities, but 
I do activities with other flight attendants. I just don't have the time. Maybe it's because I'm older, but this number does not surprise me. If you have a spouse that is not in the industry and does not understand or trust can be a huge factor in that because all the movies portray us as like hanging out with the pilots and stuff. Let's be real. I don't want to hang out with a lot of the pilots. (laughs) I really don't. They're all married too. So, you know, you meet some cool pilots that you have mutual, like I met one, our kids go to the same college. Oh, that's cool. So that was kind of cool to get to know each other on that level. But past that, it's not like it used to be, or like you see in the movies. I promise you it really isn't. Um, but a lot of these around 50% switchboard operators. I don't get that. I would not have guessed that. (laughs) Like, are you meeting somebody on the other line or is there even such a thing as a switchboard operator again? I don't know. What, what, what are they doing? I picture like my grandmother when she had like a, her phone number was only like five numbers. Cause (laughs) then there was some lady like, you know, excuse me, who'd you like to speak to? Okay. And they pull the plug out, put it in the next thing. But Textile machine operators, <laughs> telemarketers. That's because everybody hates telemarketers. <laughs> so, the, but their divorce rate it says is forty nine point two percent. That's crazy. So, if you want a job with a low divorce rate, okay, let's hear. Um, medical scientists, physical scientists, a clergy nineteen point eight percent. I feel like it's a little high for a clergy. <laughs> Because aren't clergy supposed to be married to yeah, God? Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I know they get married, but I feel like that's a high number for that. I'm just, I, what do I know? Optometrists, 20.8% because they always see what you're doing. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Religious and education directors. So all of these are about physicians and sur- surgeons. That actually is very surprising to me. Do you think it should be higher? I do. Yeah. It says it's 21.8%. That's actually shockingly low to me. Yeah, I feel like it's pretty low, too. I don't know what. Maybe it's just the show Scrubs makes me think that the, a lot of the doctors are players. I don't know. Maybe. But yeah, so those are just some of like some of these numbers, like farming, fishing, and forestry, 33%. That's surprising to me. Uh, yeah. Legal is 35%. Community and social services, 32%. Healthcare, 31 Computers and mathematics. That would be my, my niece's husband. Sandy, you're good. Your your divorce rate is only 27%. You're good. Yeah. So those are just some things that we found. Uh, Trader Joe's manager is uh, not on that list. <laughs> it could be. Okay. So I also did a research for bizarre reasons that people have gotten divorced. All right, let me go the other way. All right, here we go. One of the reasons somebody got divorced is because he didn't like the movie Frozen. <laughs> An anonymous... And she couldn't let it go. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. An anonymous 29-year-old woman divorced her husband after he told her, I didn't really care for it personally. Did you really think it was that good? And then it pretty much went downhill from there. <laughs> She was like, oh, shit, pack your bag. This is Listen, this is one that's near and dear to my heart. Because he left dishes in the sink. Yeah. <laughs> that is my pet peeve. Uh, every time she'd walk into the kitchen and find a drinking glass by the sink, she moved it closer to moving. She moved closer to moving out and ending our marriage. 
She, he said, I just didn't know it yet. Was she like moving one glass out at a time? Um, <laughs> she had to put in the car. <laughs> here's another one because her makeup wasn't waterproof. What? Yes. These are legit reasons why people got divorced. I have so many questions. Who who filed in that? Her? Him? Him. Also, he didn't like how she looked without it her said, makeup? According to Mr. Perfect, his 28-year-old bride deceived him by using so many cosmetics and fake eyelashes that washed off as they enjoyed a beach day shortly after they tied the knot. What? It says the total douche award goes to you know who. What a dick. Yeah. Um, this one, because she had a Snapchat, a, a couple, well, this is out of Saudi Arabia, got divorced because the bride posted Snapchats at their wedding. Oh. There was a prenuptial agreement between the sister and her fiance that she would not use social media applications such as Snapchat, Instagram, or Twitter to post or send her pictures. That's in the prenup agreement? That's weird. That is strange. She's she's better off. Yeah. Because he wouldn't install a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're laughing because she has a toilet she needs to be installed. I do. I do. And I was going to hire your son to do it. That's funny. That's not why my marriage ended, in case anybody's wondering. It's well, just funny because I do need a new toilet. Apparently theirs ended because as a man from India forced his wife to go to the bathroom in fields... Because he refused to build a toilet in their house. The court determined it as a form of torture and granted the woman her divorce. Good. Good. Because he refused to shower. Oh, gross. For eight weeks. That's all this one says. For eight weeks, people. Eight weeks. Eight weeks. That's a long and smelly road to travel. Yeah. Like, did you not, did he not shower... Prior? Prior to them getting married? I That makes me confused. Yeah. I don't know. I remember my senior year of high school, a bunch of my friends and I went down to Daytona Beach. And there was one guy in our group that only brought one change of clothes with him. <gasps> and he did not shower the entire time we were there. He didn't change out of those clothes the entire time we were there. Oh. Yeah. It's pretty gross. <laughs> Okay, and real quick, because there was one in here that I have to, I think I, uh, here we go. This is Marie Claire. 14 reasons. I'll go through them really quickly. Okay. Because he was too much of a chatty Cathy. Okay. I know people like that. Not, not my situation. <laughs> because he voted for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Because she was possessed by the devil. <laughs> <gasps> Uh, the, because he didn't like Frozen. Okay. So this one, because he wouldn't take her career seriously. Mm. Because he didn't text back. And to round it out. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> because his penis was too big. <laughs> <laughs> this is an actual reason that somebody got divorced. Did, did they wait till their wedding night and then she was just like, oh, hell no. Yes, <laughs> yes that, that is the reason. Um, but okay, so here's, I won't say the person's name. She's a housewife and mother of three. So she already has three kids. Asked to dissolve her marriage because her husband's penis was too big. They didn't have sex before marriage. And once they did, she described the experience as a nightmare. 
He had this big old walrus dong, and she was like, what the fuck is that? No. So we're gonna we're gonna end on that yes. note. So yes, I am. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, told you we'd make you try and make you laugh, and I'm not it. kidding. If you if you feel the need to Google that, it is a <laughs> it is a real article. It's a real article in there about these are all just weird reasons, but we did start this off very seriously because we wanted to let people know that. Tragically and sadly that this is what you are going through. And now it's manifesting what my future is going to look like now. And part of that manifesting, um, I have decided (laughs) I'm manifesting that my second husband will be Hayden Christensen. Um, So, yeah. So if anybody, he's single, he's had some, you know, Star Wars stuff. He, he, uh. People turned on him for a while, didn't think him, he was right for that role, hurt his career a little bit, but I've always had a special space in my heart for him. So, yeah. So if Hayden, it, Hayden yeah. Hit me up if anybody can put us in touch. <laughs> I'm manifesting that. <laughs> oh, goodness. And as I've said to you before, out of all of this, you are being pushed to do things that you never thought that you would do. Yep. And a lot of this is If you just if you just want to talk, message us. How can the nice people get a hold of us? You can find us on Facebook at Unpause Life, Instagram at Unpause Life Podcast, and please email us at unpauselife at gmail.com. Again, we cannot say enough. If you're going through this, we are very sorry and our hearts go out to you, but please know that you are not alone. I know this is a very serious subject. I tried to bring some levity to it um, to find the funny side. What's, yeah. what's going on again if you are in any harm please get out Absolutely. get help you are not alone there are support groups out there we all support you stacy we are thank here you. for you thank you all the way and you reach out you have your support group reach out let us know tell us your story we'd be glad to hear from you and we're here for you thank you and we're going to end on that note yes Thank you for listening to this. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for joining us. And remember, there's always time to hit play on the pause button. After all, life is too short to wait. And we have a new little thing we're ending the show with that we say to each other, and we need it now more than ever. And that is head up, tits up. You've got this. Until next time. Bye. Bye.